well, well. We've hit double-digit uh, episode number now. Massive. We are at number 10. Massive. Much like the Celtics win streak up until the other <laughs> night. Yeah. We could have said the same thing about the Bruins until they lost to Detroit, but I didn't realize we don't need we to relive that. So that's um, fun. We got swept by Detroit, too. That's very fun. Well, I'm hoping to uh, get some vengeance against them or revenge on them, I guess it, I would say, on Saturday. We got them again. Oh, okay. They're still um, in the game. Okay. Yeah, we, we can get some redemption on that one. Yeah, it'd be nice to beat them once this year because they are abysmal. Yeah. I don't even understand how you lost twice to the worst team in the league. But, but someone pointed out on the NBC broadcast when I was watching last night for the Canadiens-Bruins game that the Penguins... They've also beat up on the Penguins all year. It's weird. They've I, played I, very I, well against good teams and uh, bad against every, <laughs> everyone else. I feel like that's the case with, you know, it, to me it feels like everybody wants to take down the best, regardless of what position you're in. I mean, Pittsburgh's always good. Yeah. This year we're the number one team in the league. I think that's good. I still don't really know, but I'm, I'm not pretty sure. sure that's good. Yeah. Um, And... Everybody always shows up there. You know, they bring their A game for the big games like that. So, um, I don't know. Let's see if we can get some points against them this weekend, and maybe it'll hurt a little bit less. Yeah. Um, but what didn't hurt was the game last night. No. And I figure any time that we beat up pretty good on the Canadians, we need to do an episode about it just so that we can, you know, relive the great night that, it was. Who wouldn't love that? Yeah, exactly. That's but just before, the best content there is. Before we get into the game last night, I actually do want to kind of give a shout out to um, this company called uh, Chuck's Buckets. So we kind of, you know, I saw that um, there were these hats that all these players were wearing uh, in pre in post game and interviews and stuff like that, and I was always curious, like. I saw a few fans wearing them here and there, and I was wondering if it was something that was sold at the pro shop. Um, they're hats that just have like player numbers on the front and the in the font, in the in like the, the font, jersey yeah, numbers of, on it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so I was always like curious where they came from. I had never seen them before, and then I just happened to kind of stumble upon them on Instagram, and saw that they were doing a pop up last night over at Greatest Bar before the game. So I I swung over there, um, I picked up a hat. Super good quality, like I love the hat. Um, I got, I grabbed the Marshan one. Nice. And and I figure, you know, they should kind of get a little bit of a shout out on on the episode here because it's cool to see, you know, not just people, not just the pro shop or not just scalpers on the sidewalk either. You know, like it's cool to see that people are actually trying to put out legitimate um, stuff. They're not selling like Chinese knockoff. Bruins gear right um it's just kind of a cool idea and and it was it was uh something that I was definitely interested in so shout out to them uh Chuck's Buckets on Instagram if you guys want to check them out definitely check them um, out um and yeah. you know pretty awesome that uh he's you know they were able to you know penetrate the locker room and get him into the locker room and the the, the locker room guys uh mess with him you know that's great yeah for sure that's a, it's awesome um how many numbers would you say they had? Did they have like most of the team for the pop up or so they had they had a bunch of Bruins. They had like I saw Coil, um, Pasta, Bergeron, DeBrusque, and Marchand. Uh there could have been more. But then they also had like Brady and then they also had like a couple Celtics players and, and a few 
um, you know, just around the league players that maybe it's just somebody that that they like and they wanted to make a hat and maybe other people would like it too. And um, it, it, there's kind of a wide range of what is available. So that's awesome. Yeah, that's great. Chuck's buckets. Uh, Get on it. Chuck's buckets. But after that, after I went over there, greatest bar, the game was at 7:30 last night, so I had a little bit of time. Um, you know, walk through the pro shop a little bit just for you know to kill some time, and then and then we got the great game that we got last night. Yes. Um, again, I think any time that we get the opportunity to talk about us beating up on Montreal, that we will do that. Um, and I had a great time last night. I bet, man. It looked like this. Uh, the Garden was the place to be in Boston last night. Maybe in the entire Northeast. Uh, and it never hurts to beat your rivals with the number one stud of the franchise getting a hat trick. I mean, it's it's cool because it's not only did he get a hat trick. Of course, that's great. He scored two hat tricks, I think, this year against Montreal. I think he has four on the year, four hat tricks. I mean, nobody but Ovechkin does stuff like that. There's uh, there's probably several, if not maybe a majority of players on our team that don't have that many goals. Period. Right. Twelve goals. <laughs> right. So, so it's just he's on another level. I mean, he now leads the league again with forty-one goals. I say that right now, but I that means that Ovechkin probably just scored six goals right when I said that. Yeah, I think he did. So in, so, in one shot. Yeah, it just that his shot is that good. Um, but no, I mean Pasta is on a tear. Like he's finally he he was slumping on thirty-eight for a while, and he kind of blew that out of the water last night. And he looks like he just is seeing the puck so well. And what's great about Pasta is that he's not only scoring goals, he just makes good plays, too. He's he's just got such – he probably could have had four or five goals last night. Yeah, I think so. And, uh, you know, and it's not like he wasn't uh, – wasn't not hit the double negative. He was looking for him. You know, he uh, oh, yeah. he just – he was tuned into that game, and, and it just kind of felt like that was leading the – leading everyone else to be more involved. It, it felt like playoff hockey. It felt like the team was more engaged, and it felt great. Um, I, I don't necessarily like what that means towards other regular season games, and we should see what the momentum carries into Saturday after last night. But yeah, it looked great. It looked like getting a glimpse at what this postseason team can be. Uh, granted, we still maybe have a move we're going to make. Well, and that's that's the thing too is I'm curious to see what's going to happen with this move because as of right now, this team is so good together that you almost don't need anything, but at the same time, you do still need a piece. You know, if they have one more good piece, like say if they did happen to land Kreider without having to give up anything major for this team, so prospects and and a pick or or two or whatever it would take, that could really set this team over the that hump to be the number one. I know they're the number one team in the league right now, but they could be the number one, you know, and pull away from teams like Tampa and Washington too. Right. So um, I don't know what they're going to do, but I'm hopeful that it'd be nice to pull away from without, Tampa because they're, they're sniffing our ass right now. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. They, they really did come out of nowhere. They went on like a 10 game win streak, nine game win streak. You know, they're, we knew it was bound to happen, but, it did happen pretty quick. 
I loved it, man. It was great to watch. It was nice to watch the nationally televised game and see see your team put out like that. Um, uh, it was nice to see Brad drop drop gloves. It was too bad the other uh, who did he do it with Druin? Uh, I don't know. Whoever he dropped gloves with was quick to take him down and make sure he didn't dance with them too long. Um, it was just a the guy good. Had about a foot on him anyway. Yeah, yeah. But I was I don't know. Brad didn't give a shit, and neither did I. I wanted to see some nux chuck. Um, one thing that came out of last night, Char did get suspended for that cross check. What are your thoughts on that? Well, he didn't get suspended. No, I'm sorry. Fined, he's fine. He got fined. Sorry. That's, I knew that. And that's what I meant to say. Yeah. So, so I, I don't know, man. I mean, if you watch the replay, he clearly, he cross checked him in the throat. Now, <laughs> w- was that intentional? Probably not, but he's just Gallagher is four foot two and Char is seven foot, seven foot nine. Right. Um. I think actually, I think he might be like eight foot nine. But either way, he's something like the um, largest, uh, the largest man to ever play the sport, or something. I, I, you know, I don't know largest, if that's good. Largest either. man to ever hoist the cup. That's for sure. Yes. So it's funny that him on skates is still shorter than K- Chris Dabbs Porzingis, but that's neither here nor there. And and you still think that Chara is a monster because he is. He is. I mean, in hockey, it's it's crazy. He's what is he seven one seven two on skates, seven. Uh, I think he's like six nine, and then he's like, yeah, he, he's he's over close seven, to seven on skates, feet. if I recall. Yeah, something like that. Must mean he has but like four he, he really blades is. He's or a something. Monster. Yeah, yeah, that would make sense. Four inches between the bottom of his foot and the bottom of his blade. But do I think that he deserved the fine? Sh- sure, like give him the fine. Don't give him a, give him a suspension. I don't think he deserved to be. Suspended. Yeah, f- yeah, fuck it. Give him the suspension. He maybe needs the rest. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, sure. At this point, sure. Um, I think that he would have taken that very harshly, though. Like, as far as he's not that type of guy. No. You know, you don't see him going out there making dirty hits and no. dirty, like, checks and things like that. I, I honestly, so when you had said the thing about Martian earlier, what I saw on the ice was those two kind of went back and forth slashing each other. Martian got a, he got an extra two minutes for that whole ordeal that happened it was specifically the way the nbc commentators were talking about it was they were slashing each other so the refs were fine with that but then he did that jab with the end of his stick right into the guy's gut and they thought that was the extracurricular that earned them the extra two minutes and that's fine but when i saw it in real time i honestly thought he speared him in the nuts and i was like great cool there he's (laughs) getting suspended yeah yeah that would have been that and that would have been vintage marshawn exactly that's why i thought apologies I'm, I'll never get oh. used to that, dude. We call he him says Brad Marshawn. Marshawn, who knows? Yeah, oh, I'll never get used to it. Um, Brad, number sixty-three, Bradley. as your Marshmont. hat says, Marshmont. <laughs> oh man, I missed ninety-eight-five. Um, but yeah, overall, I mean, great game. Tuca played great. Tuca stood um, on his head. Tuca looked great opposite, you know, the guy who's maybe in the driver's seat for the Vesna. Which well, and that's that's the thing too. It's like you know, Pasta was making him look stupid last night. He was making him look like an AHL goalie. Yeah, he you're, was. you're talking about one of the best goalies in the world. You know, and he's making him, he's dummying him in the in the goal. Like he had him literally flying through the air trying to get the puck, and ended up in the goal looking like an idiot last night. Yeah. So I was all for that. I live for that. I, I loved it. I mean, he just, yeah, he looked in his head by the end of it, and that's just what you loved it. That's the best. That's the best thing you can do for a goalie, do to a goalie. For sure, is getting his head. Yeah. Um, there was a uh, McAvoy got interviewed before they took the ice. 
Uh, and he was asked about being line partners with Chara and stuff. And uh, I know we talked about this quite a while back. And, uh, you know, he just kind of said everything you'd expect with just that it's a it's a privilege that he gets to learn from him and stuff like that. And uh, I loved it. He, if McAvoy actually kind of looked nervous talking to NBC. It was funny. I mean, you got to think. I, the kid's like 21, 22. Yeah. yeah. I, I forget about that sometimes with some of these younger guys. You know, you look at them and they're like 24 years old and I think that they're like 30. Right. Not. And you it's know, not it's, that they look that way at all. It's just like you feel like you've been saying their name for so long. Right. You just feel like because he, he has been part of the team for so long at this point, but he's still so young. It's the same thing you could say about Jason Tatum on the Celtics and Jalen Brown. Right. You look I mean, at even these guys Marcus. and they're like, you, you read, you actually look it up and they're 22 years old or however old they are. And it's surprising. Like, I, I would have thought that they were so much older. Yeah, I agree. Well, I mean, we're, we're also used to the olden days when we had, uh, you know, ancient Michael Ryder and yeah, right. Seidenberg. <laughs> I think he, I think he ended up disintegrating as a Boston Bruin. He's, he's now deceased and passed on. I'm pretty sure it started at his knees and the rest of his body went. Uh, but yeah, no, we're we're, I, we're used to an older team, and you know we st- we still got our older guys. But it's uh, there's like if if it's like a scaled out spectrum, it's like we got a lot of, you know, if it's a bar graph, we got like a lot of tall bars at the younger end and a lot at the older end, and not really much of a middle ground. Well, I mean, you th- and you think about it. Pasta's been on the team for probably four or five seasons now. Yeah. The kid's 23 years old. It's ridiculous. He's not even at his peak. Yeah. The rest of the league should be terrified right now about where he's going to end up. Because, yeah. I mean, at least for the foreseeable future, he's locked down in Boston. Yeah, and remember when five, we almost didn't years. pay that man? Yeah, exactly. What, imagine where we would be right now. Oh, I don't want to imagine that, but I, I just hope, you know, the front office... It's like, oh yeah, and we should pay him again. <laughs> well, and I mean, when he's he up has again. like the most friendly deal in the entire NHL if you're looking at value for the price. Right. Well, which he's is only which has only got better and better with how he's playing. Yeah. Six point eight million dollars a year. Are no. you kidding? Yeah. It's just, and I still I always think back and like I know that people are gonna, you know. Be like he gets paid six million dollars, and I look back at during that that cup run last year, when they start talking to to Pasta about, well, if you had gone to another team, you could have got so much more money. And he cuts the guy off, and he just goes, "I don't play hockey for money." Ugh. He's like, "I play, like he plays hockey because he loves hockey." Yeah, it's like, you know, I, I, yes, he's making plenty of money, and that's probably the way he looks at it. Right, like but we yeah, talked about it in the past. It, but like, those pros don't give it a shit. You know, they want to most like every pro wants to get paid their value with the, right. with a very few exceptions that come along the way and even fewer times are those exceptions superstars another exactly. one in new england is tom brady uh you know taking that pay cut is and just or just not not taking that pay cut having that mentality is is the I think the most desirable quality in an athlete, and it comes so it's so rare that I just think you got to lock onto it when you have it, and figure out if it's not money what he wants, figure out who he wants around him or whatever the case may be. Get that man exactly. everything he wants to keep him here as long as you can, and if he's yep. doing it on a budget, you better believe it's getting other people in the locker room that he wants, or or extending his friends and making sure the people he likes playing with stay around. Well, I mean that's kind of why, you know, not to go off too far about. Tom Brady but like that's kind of why we're in the situation we're in right now he I don't blame the guy if he doesn't want to stay here if he has no weapons around him what do you want him to do just like fizzle out and and 
throw a bunch of pick six and all this kind of stuff. Like he needs weapons around him. He also wants thirty million dollars now, and guess what? That's good. He should. Yeah, I heard. That's what I read. I don't know if that was whatever, but he wants a ton of money, and you know what? He 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 spent his prime on a discount. If he wants to go out the door with some cash and he can still get it, he should. Get your bag, Tom. Get yep. your bag. Well, and that's the thing with Pasta. You know, like he he really wants to be on a team, and he loves this team right now. But if we lose some of these key guys, and in a few years we're slumping really hard. And you and and Sweeney doesn't put in the effort to kind of pick up some some better players to fill in those roles. I, you can't blame the guy for wanting to test free agency and go somewhere else. No. You know if if they don't show any effort or the ownership doesn't show effort in trying to expand the, you know the benefits or the horizon of the team. Why would you want to stay? I don't yeah. I don't get that. No, I don't I don't blame him. Uh, I know I just hope Sweeney does the right thing. I like a lot of what Sweeney does. I thought I think we had a great trade deadline at the end of last year. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what we do this year. Um, I think it's a matter of, uh, you know, I think you, we should be bolstering up. I think we should go for one of those guys because, A, we can, and, B, just because you're at the top doesn't mean other people aren't going to bol- bolster up around. Or I mean, because you're at the top, everyone around you is going to bolster up to for try sure. to come and take you down. And so I think it's a it's a matter of making it's kind of like the you know not to make a basketball analogy that it's a little far off, but I do live out here in Los Angeles. But it's kind of like how uh, the Clippers made the play on Marcus Morris so the Lakers couldn't. It's a little bit of that making that play on Kreider so your rivals can't making that play on Toffoli so your rivals can't just getting someone right. off the board because you have the space for it, you have the ability to do it, and someone else is going and it to does if you benefit don't. you. Oh, a thousand, per, a thousand percent. But I I think right. in the in the in the chess in the chess match part of it is why you almost do it just to take it away from the other person the yeah the prevent defense there like so that's the other problem too with the bruins as of late it's that when they get into the playoffs and they do make a run the depth is always an issue because it always seems like around that time of year we start seeing some injuries and then you get into the playoffs and everybody's injured and there's a problem yeah maybe we're seeing it early this year <laughs> Because we've seen a lot of injuries, man. I mean, I'm, I'm hoping we maybe we got them out of the way. I don't believe that that's the case at all. But you gotta um, think. You gotta think. Go, this team going into the playoffs, if they are 100 percent healthy, which nobody is, if they're 90 percent healthy, they're they are scary to beat, man. And yeah, and I, I wouldn't go so far as favorite, anyone. but I I, no. I would put a little bit of money behind it for sure. I wouldn't be afraid to bet on it. To be honest with you. My the only team that I'm afraid to play in the playoffs is Washington. Yeah. I don't care about Tampa. I don't care about Toronto. I don't care about Pittsburgh. I agree, None and that's a that matchup thing. Me. That's a matchup right. thing. I'm not. I'm right. not scared of the Capitals as the favorite. I'm not scared of them running away to the Cup. They can nope. blow it in the opening rounds, and I think that's what you and I are both hoping for when we talk about this. Well, that's you know? what sucked about last year. We had the easiest walk to the finals you we've ever had. Yeah. I mean, I just, I got a hand, I, I, at the end of the day, I love a good sports story. I've made peace with it at some point, but good God, to be the worst team on, on New Year's Eve and swing it like that, like true, true, true props and kudos to uh, the St. Louis Blues for what they were able oh, to for accomplish, sure. accomplish for last sure, year. But... It's just like, of course, it's like, of course, you, the, the year you can walk, it's just like, Gosh, good. I hope just Boston people listen to this. <laughs> but it's the classic whenever we blow a championship out of all of the, what do we have, like 12 this decade? 
It's it's the classic yeah, yeah, when a Boston no, no sports team blows it. You had the waltz to the end zone, and then it's it's like the it's like the Patriots losing both Giants titles. It's like, you know, it's kind of like Bergeron breaking down. We are, we're actually outmatched in these guys, and you lose Bergeron, and it's just like it's over. We can't we can't or we maybe not outmatched, but we could we could hang. And we could we could have won that series, but it's just like you, it's the classic. You walt you waltz through the playoffs. Yep, and. There's St. Louis on the other end, and I don't think anyone on that team didn't take St. Louis seriously. But we, as a fan base, didn't. We, as a fan base, think... were like we 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 were just we were making in our heads we were making all right. So what's my excuse to miss work to go to the parade? You know, like like we yeah, we yeah. saw right through them. Uh, I don't think necessarily the Bruins did that, but it's right. just it's just one of those one of those tough Boston years. Even though we have it literally just, in the last twenty years less of those <laughs> than anything else, but I digress. I think if we had, you know, I don't really want to talk about that series, but I will say this: is that the same thing will happen this year. I guarantee that we need grit in the playoffs. Yes. You need somebody that can stick up for your guys. You need somebody that can bang the body. You know, like it, it's not going to change when you but get what's that, that move far in the playoffs. You? Is Kreider I, that that's move? That's the problem. No, because no. he's more of like a, a, a goal scorer type of person. Right. Like, yeah. Realistically, for a cheap option, what I wanted or what I was hoping was going to happen was seeing as New Jersey is so bad this year, I was really hoping that Simmons was going to want out and we could have picked him up for a second line winger. I, and wanted, a big I wanted him when he was available, man. That was just, Me too. That, that That's one I don't. That's a move that needed to be made. I don't understand that. Yep. But you, you just you do need somebody big, and unfortunately, n- not many of those guys are available, which is strange because you would think that they're pretty available. Like you know, teams don't really need them necessarily, especially if they're not going to be making a run. Right. But I'm also not going to pay. They're not putting butts in seats. I'm also not going to pay Lucic six million dollars. That's for sure. No, saw him chucking nucks last last night uh, in in L.A. Why why did he dye his hair blonde? I don't know. I don't get it. I don't want to uh, get funny. into it funny bit i guess i don't know it's not really that funny though it's pretty, it's pretty if it is a bit that is funny if it's a bit <laughs> just the idea that he thinks it's funny is funny to me because it's not just randomly right. yeah oh but just it was shows just like the to top the, is blonde i was like oh i remember when we all did that in third grade and looked like fucking yeah. assholes like what uh yeah i don't know he was it looked like a good fight though he did well and uh, i think the i think calgary got upset by the kings the kings the kings are the uh, are the detroit of the West, they they can beat good teams. It's just I don't get it. They're obnoxious to good teams. Yeah, I, I don't know either, man. But it's we need one piece, and it needs to be something that's going to be able to stick up for other players and not let us get pushed around the whole time. Because that's what really got us injured in the playoffs. That's really what got us pushed around in the finals. You know, and and again, I'm telling you, this is going to happen again this year. Washington, yeah. if you if you happen to have to play them, which we all don't want to do, they are gonna beat the hell out of you. They right. have a big team and they are gonna body you all the time. And if yeah. you have nobody to stick up for you, you're screwed. Yeah, if you have if you have Char breaking his hand on Tom Wilson's face, yeah. guess what? Tom Wilson's coming back. Char's not. Right. Char's not coming back from a broken hand. Uh but I also don't make that trade. <laughs> like, even if they were to both get suspended for something stupid, I don't make that trade. Chara's no. more valuable to the Bruins than Wilson is to the to No, the Wilson's doing Cavs. exactly what we wish we had. Right. Exactly. 
I, so I think it's two moves. I think it's I think that's the more dire of the two. But I think you you do the chess match and you you grab you you grab one of those those top guys off the board before one of your competitors does. Especially if you see him go down to Tampa. Tampa makes a move for to Foley or Kreider. It's just like gosh, good God. Well, if if Tampa gets any better at the trade deadline, then we're in trouble. Thousand but, percent. I don't know. It's going to be interesting. That's all I can say. Yeah. I'm excited. Our uh, our our ever loving our our favorite beat writer of the podcast, uh, Joe Haggerty, had a take. I think we can finally both agree on. Oh God, it was very what? safe. It was it was it was actually one that we will agree on, and uh, I think we already said it. We did already say it because we could write better than Haggerty. <laughs> <laughs> it's that uh, Pasta is not in his prime yet. The best is yet to come for David Pasternak. Dude. He probably had that in his inbox, pretty much almost unedited. He just had to like put a new date on it. From October, November, December, he like tweaked it here and there, and then he just published. Where does it last he come night. up with these hot takes? I don't understand it. I don't understand. Like that's it. a he, take that honestly, he he had to have stayed up all night working on that take right there, just so that he could post it and be like, "Yo, I posted this. Nobody else did, except for everybody on Twitter. But right. I I said it officially. But I'm, I'm the beat writer on ninety-eight five. <laughs> yeah. I'm the voice." Dude, oh my god! I don't. I don't know, man. Good on it, him. Good. On, you got something right. <laughs> I mean that that is true. We have not seen him in his prime, and that is scary to think about too. That's great. That's and that's great. what I mean. Everybody in the league should be afraid of that. Like yeah. He's going to score sixty goals eventually. Maybe yeah. not this year, but he's only going to get better. Listen, I'm not saying he will do this, but it is cool to have a Boston Bruin who may flirt with Gretzky numbers. Has the and potential to. Right, He's at I mean, 40 goals right now. I right. mean, like, it's going to be... Gretzky's numbers are friggin' unbelievably insane. But Pasternak is, is maybe starting his prime this year. And I guess you kind of have awesome. to argue he is because he scored 40 goals already. <laughs> but Well, and that's that's the first 40-goal scorer we've had in a long time. Yeah, and he's, I, you know, he did it in early February. We're not even That's at the, the midway I mean, point of like, February. He's at 41. Is he going to score 50? Is he going to score 60? What What's going to happen? If he it's doesn't like, hit 50, something happened. If he doesn't hit 50 right. without without injury, injury, it's like a right. mental lapse. Right. I mean, the guy is just like... We, we've, we've talked about it on this podcast. He has off nights, and he still scores a goal, and it's still kind of frustrating, and we don't know how to complain about what he just did because <laughs> he still scored. But we're like, yeah, but there's so much more. <laughs> He's, you have more. I mean, we know it. We've seen it. He has like two more months of games. It's to it's, score nine goals. Yeah, <laughs> and then some. I mean, it just. What would be cool to me is again, like you said, I hope it's only Boston fans listening to this, because I hope it's kid, not. I want some hate coming, but I hope kid whatever could, we're about to say cringes you out, you fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> this kid could theoretically win. <laughs> just kidding. The NHL uh, All Star MVP, which is not that great but it's still something he could win the heart and hey he he's, win the he's one of only he's, he's one of only four bruins to do it right but he could win these three ma- he could win two major awards this year with the heart and the rocker richard i mean he is worthy of winning the heart he should definitely be in the com- in the conversation i mean yeah. i know that there's a ton of good players in this league uh, and a lot of players are really stepping up for their team but he's putting on a clinic right now yeah, I mean, I think I think the heart boils down to him and Ovi. 
you can toss a third. Yeah. You can toss a third in there, but two guys carrying their squads uh, at the top of of the league is just that's what the Hart Trophy is all about. And two guys who do it with, I mean, they you know I don't know they got good good. Everyone's got both the Capitals and Bruins have good guys surrounding them, but you know, game like last night, you know, David Pasternak won us that game. Well, we know one thing for sure. It's not going to be Taylor Hall this year. Nope. Nope. Poor guy's in Phoenix. I mean, there's people speculating that he's going to get traded again already. I'd, I mean, good. I, I don't know. Good. Send he him should. over. Send him over. I, I wanted Taylor Hall in the Sagan draft, and I can say that now because, you know, we had this guy named P, PC Peter Shirelli get rid of uh, – <laughs> Tyler Sagan for shenanigans. Dude, Shirelli hates first rounders. Yeah, he does. And you know what's funny? I'm not a first rounder, but I hate Shirelli. <laughs> the feeling Trash is mutual. Even. That's for thanks sure. Thanks for the cup in 2011, and thanks for the yeah. four that we should have had. Thanks for the uh, luck you got while putting this team together. Yeah, absolute hands on the wheel by Cam Neely. Worst thing Cam Neely did is actually listen to that guy's opinion, I think. <laughs> oh, oh, God. Well, we shouldn't get started. That's going down a bad path. We're on an uplifting yeah, podcast here. It was we funny did, seeing yeah. Claude behind the bench. I know. It, I know. It's just like I, I'm just still not used to it in those games. It's like you it's cut the Claude, and I just have like a quick flash of like, oh, what year is it? And it's like then they cut the Sweeney, and I'm like, right, right, right. I can always tell where he is on the bench though, which is good because his dude from where I sit, pretty far away from the bench, but his head was shining last night. I could tell oh, exactly dude. which one it was. Yeah, those lights used to hit it when we sat up there when he was on our side. <laughs> exactly. I remember that. Yeah. I, I mean... Out. You can see that. I mean, you can obviously you can see it better than the puck, but you can see it better than, I don't know, a lot of, a lot of stuff. A lot dude, of I stuff. was talking about it last night with somebody. If they miss the playoffs, he's got to get fired, right? Uh... I don't know. Isn't he, didn't they give him the, some crazy contract? Dude, so he, they he gets, only he gets hired like him some because weird, he can speak French. Yeah, but he also gets some weird like hometown love, even though he's not really from exactly Montreal. I think he's more closer to Ottawa. I just but, don't uh, understand how you can be the Canadians and miss the playoffs multiple years out of five years or however long he's been there, or four years, however long he's been there now. And have that, have them not try to like burn you at the stake. Yeah, I mean, honestly, at the end of the day, I don't care anymore. <laughs> like, I don't really wish you the best because you went there. Well, I say keep you went them, back dude. They're, there. They're they're not doing good. I say keep them. I agree. Definitely keep them. This is the best they've done under him, and it's it's really nothing. And plus, I mean, I remember listening to Boston Sports Radio and Fred Toucher hated him or it was either him or Felger it was both of them but but whoever made this point and it was about how one one time in the playoffs when he was in New Jersey in like the conference finals he goes in the locker room and he goes all right what do we do boys (laughs) you know the classic stuff you love out of a coach his whole game plan so so here's the thing I could I could tell you what's going to happen Say Montreal goes up one nothing in the first period, and then they go to the intermission, and he goes in there and he goes, "All right, boys, everybody, nobody try to score. If you try to score, I'm benching you." He's like, "I want you to hold that puck, skate around the net. I don't care what you do. 
Nobody scores. I want one nothing game. We're gonna play one three one defense. If anybody tries to play offense, you're getting benched, and I'm putting I'm pulling you next game because <laughs> he doesn't like offense, dude. He's like defense only. He's like when you have the puck in the in the neutral zone, pass it back to the goalie. Do not he's, try to shoot the puck. That he's yeah. I mean, then if he gets fired, then what franchise is dumb enough to have that guy in the in the modern <laughs> NHL? Dude, I don't know, man. But I just never understood the defense first priority, like especially when you have. I stars could understand on your team. it in 1990, <laughs> or maybe 95. Well, I mean, I guess in that scenario, you're like, hey, we're up. Keep the puck away from Yager and Lemieux and Gretzky. Like, do not let them get the puck. Just play defense. Keep it away from them. Yeah. But now it's like you have kind of good players on your team that can score. Why wouldn't you attempt to win? I don't yeah. get it. Every practice he's got Drew in doing checking drills. <laughs> <laughs> oh, also, I heard a hot take on the train last night. Oh, let's hear it. Train yeah. hot takes. We should make the a segment hot... out of this. <laughs> Dude, I, I've started listening now on the way home. But yeah. the hot take was. You should have one earphone in always. <laughs> the hot take was this. We should trade Danton Heinen and okay. a second round pick yeah. for Kovalchuk. Oh, and wow. if that happens, I'll kill myself. <laughs> Dude. You wouldn't take him for Heinen? And a second round pick? Hell no. He's not even worth no, the second seconds. round pick. Yeah. What did he do? What last if it's Heinen in a fourth? I, dude, here's my thing. <laughs> now I'm pissed. Okay, I'm pissed because you can't I let the train hot takes piss you off. Come on. I don't. I don't want him just for the simple fact that we didn't take the chance on him before for free. So well, now I have to trade up pieces, like valuable pieces, for for a paperweight. We yeah. already have Bacchus. Yeah, I know. But if it was Which, him and Heinen straight up, or it was him, Backus, and Heinen. If they take 100% of Backus' contract, yo, I'm all in. I'm driving Heinen to the airport, my guy. Are you kidding? <laughs> yeah, I'm for real. I'm, I'm, I'll pay his Uber if he doesn't want to ride with me. I'm in. You want Uber, you want Uber Black? I'll spend you're making a quarter that of my trade? That. A second rounder in Heinen for Kovalchuk? That's that just not. I mean, that's not the guy. That's not the guy. That no. that guy shouldn't be third on the list. No. If your list is Kreider to Foley, Kovalchuk better be fifth or set to seventh, at yeah, best. Sure. And for obviously, sure. you and I would still hate that. Well, I just but again, I'm just Sweeney, pissed. Baby. I'm, I'm past the point of like trading for him because you could have had him for league minimum, and now you're going to trade part pieces for him. I don't think so. No, I agree. I don't know. I'm just angry, okay? I just want a good player for free, okay? And also, back as can go. Is that so much to ask for? No. And also, I mean, we know where we're at. We're both at with Bacchus, but I wish he wouldn't go, but he's not going to. I know. He, he's it clearly sucks. been given the, you don't got to go home, but you can't stay here. Yeah, pretty it's much. like getting kicked out of the bar at 2 a.m. You also don't have to go to the AHL either. Yeah. <laughs> we, <laughs> but we tried to suggest it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they called him a cab to the AHL, and he said, "I'm not taking that car." I don't um, know. I mean, apparently, some people or or some teams have shown interest, which I don't really know why. Maybe they need to hit the cab floor next year. <laughs> who told you that, Hags? <laughs> Dude, 
Oh my god. Yeah, he was like, so I got. There's this a guy who take. I think has an ear, his ear to the trade deadline. I think it's Hags. That's for sure. <laughs> god. <laughs> I would love to know where he gets all of his information. Oh man, the guy on uh, NBC. I don't know his name, but the trade expert they had on. He's like this older super Canadian guy but he's got like the best lisp too and just like a super Canadian accent with a lisp is like the most endearing like I was just like can you do all all the trade news of all the major sports <laughs> it was just like I could listen to this guy for way too long it's like funny and he's insightful but it's just like it was like a six year old version of the kid you grew up with that you'd ask all the freaking answers to on the science test <laughs> it's hilarious um yeah I mean I don't know, man. We're coming up quick on the trade deadline, which I'm I'm excited about. I usually me too. You know, I get excited because I just want it to happen and be over, so that I don't have to think about who's leaving, who's coming, who like you know, all of that. I just yeah want it to be over with. Yeah, I mean, I hope we make a move. If we don't, with everything I said at the beginning of this podcast, I think it's I think it's dumb if we don't make a move. I don't think it's the end of the world. I don't think this team. I don't think it dashes our cup chances if we don't make a move, even if players around us do bolster or the teams around us do bolster up uh however uh i would like to see us do something and then also it's just you know the nhl really shakes up on trade deadline yeah uh, there's a lot of teams you know out of it who are ready to do some selling and there's some teams who are out of it who don't want to sell but we'll see if some other people can pry from them i don't know Yo, trade the, deadline's the- just gotten so much more fun in both hockey and basketball i, I find over the last few years What's your thought? What's your thoughts on, uh, you know, this is a fantasy world scenario here, but New Jersey's doing so poorly that they look to move PK. Oh, I, I, I'm in. I'm, I'm so in. <laughs> uh, I, I imagined you would be. That would be so sick. Uh, I loved when we had Malcolm. I wish he panned out. I was at the uh, Golden Knights premiere game with the Bruins when he stood on his head and embarrassed us, and I still, I still don't know what I watched. Very confused. Um, I worked at a sushi restaurant when I went to when I was in at Emerson in Boston, and uh, Malcolm came in uh, with a couple of the players, and I didn't really recognize the other guys because they were like lower AHLers. And uh, he was leaving, and like they were like super cool. And we were always like, we were just kind of like looking at each other. I was like, I freaking love you guys or whatever. And I'm like a dumb little twenty year old idiot, and he leaves, and I just go, love you, Marco. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and all of the enthusiasm just drained from his face. That's awesome. <laughs> I was just like, wow, oh, I felt bad. But no, I mean, uh, the the Canadian years of PK Subban are dead. Uh, I think they did him dirty getting him out of there. Ever uh, if you, I think I I think he should have been a lifer uh, for the Habs. And hey man, uh, hot, I'd love to not, welcome him to the, their dark side, which is our bright side. I would I would be very down for PK. Not not the hottest take in the world, but hate PK on the ice unless he's in a Bruins uniform, which probably will never happen. Right. Best dude ever off the ice. Yeah. All of the stuff that he does for charity and for things like that, such a good dude. I, I Yeah. I cannot believe that they traded him like, out of Montreal. And he's like quirky. You know, like he's like he's a funny guy. He doesn't care. You know, like he got all this like wears these crazy bathing suits and stuff and like I don't know just all the stuff he does off the he's a goofball but like in a yeah. in a fun way like he, he he'll be the first guy to make fun of himself and that's like towards the end of his Montreal years that made it so difficult for me to hate him off the ice 
I just I, I like I like a guy like that. I think he I think he'd really thrive in Boston. Um, oh as yeah, part of the culture. Sure. I think he'd be one of the guys that you see crossing sports and going to Patriots games on the field, being at Celtics games all the time. Absolutely, uh, even during the season. So, uh, no, nah, man, I yeah, I'm, I don't know. I don't know if that's gonna piss a bunch of people off who listen to this, but I no, I think PK Subban. I would get love over to have it. him in a, yeah. I'm, I like. What, what do you hate him for now? He would thrive here. You'd thrive. You would absolutely thrive, and not to mention he would bolster the D in a, in a major, major way. I mean, you you have Charles cycling out the door. You got another role model coming in for our young defenseman. Yep. I just. I mean, absolutely. he's someone to follow, and not to mention he could teach some of them who aren't too good at it how to shoot the puck from the blue line. If that was ever an option, and New Jersey decides that they want to clean house because they're in rebuild mode. Sweeney needs to kick the tires on that, and he needs to really think about that. I understand that he's a big contract, but you need to you need to see if that's a possibility. That yeah, is not you, something that you what can. What you'd allow. have to do is you'd have to do Bacchus to make it work, probably, and then you right. have to probably dump a bevy of picks and probably yep. a young guy. I would do it, and I'm in it. I'm in. Yeah, yeah. Screw the future. I, I like now. I like now. Yep. If you get a guy like that, win it with Bergeron and Chara again. Yes, please. What do we got? Maybe two years of that. Yep. So, yeah, no, I'm in. I'm in on that. I, I don't. I, I'm over. I'm uh, bygones are bygones with that. Yep. Uh, if you said uh, we're gonna get Max Pacioretty, I would hate that forever. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I, I would agree with that one. But there's there's some guys on that team I will never forgive. Uh, I I don't know. Man. He's got he's got he's got the uh, he's got the pass. I don't know. Yeah. I was gonna I like say PK yeah. He's, he's got the stamp of approval from us. Yeah. Balcony um, chatter stamp of approval for PK. So, so for PK. dude, I'm in. Let's do it. Before before we wrap up this episode, I actually just got an email like two minutes ago. Uh huh. A little bit of Celtics news. Okay. Apparently, they have confirmed that they are going to be retiring Kevin Garnett's number. Wow. Yep. I like it. I love um, it. I like. It. I mean, we're. I do think we're kind of a team that's going to run out of numbers at some year. <laughs> yeah, um, I was. I was thinking that the other day, like looking up at the rafters. I was like, how many more can they do? I don't think it. I. I definitely. I. I. I understand the arguments if you look at criteria for the other numbers up there that he doesn't really. He's definitely the lowest. He's definitely done it with the least. Um, and I understand people who don't like that and have a big problem with that. Um. But I just I think what he meant to the city is is mostly what it is, and uh, you know, Pierce is up there too. That's great. Uh, don't put Ray Allen up there. Uh, don't yeah. put Ray John Rondo up there. Um, maybe put Kendrick Perkins up there. No, um, <laughs> just uh, <laughs> uh, I'm in. I'm in on that. Uh, I think the Celtics are going to run out of numbers soon. Uh, I don't. I I'm glad the 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 Kobe league wide number retirement got squashed because Kemba, you know, Kemba made his point about, it. he's like, I want to play through him. And, you know, the Mavs retiring. I think it's a great gesture, both the numbers, but I think these guys who grew up idolizing him should be able to wear his number as a badge of honor and try to try to make right of it. Uh, Absolutely. I don't think that's like sacred ground that you can't walk on. I think it's, and I think Kobe would, would want that. And for me to speak for a legend, I absolutely never met, but it just, <laughs> he seems like the, the type of guy who would, who would be all for that? So um, I'm glad that kind of that kind of quelled down and got squashed out because uh, you know I want to see Kemba number eight and I, I like that reasoning for it and I want to see other guys come up in the ranks or you know new guys or whoever uh, yeah doing it. So um, 
We're going to have to start yeah, that's wearing great. triple digits coming up. Yeah. Yeah, we are. We are. Um, especially with... Uh, yeah, Tatum, Tatum. We're going to be out of zeros in the Celtics after Tatum's done. <laughs> the way it's looking. Um, I hope I hope that's true. I mean, dude, if this team if this team actually does what they're capable of doing, I mean, the rest of the NBA is so difficult that it's just it's so hard to say. But if they if they win like two or three championships, I mean, we we really are going to start wearing triple digits. Seriously. Or or you're going to have a lot of 70s. <laughs> you yeah, have a lot. Seriously. You have 10 guys who are all wearing set numbers in the 70s. <laughs> oh, that sounds like that sounds awful. It looks awful on a basketball uniform. It really does. Unless it's like seventy-seven, some guys pull that off. Yeah. Well, that's cool, man. That's a good. That's a good note. Uh, yeah. Also, as we're recording this, Celtics are in a heated battle. The Clippers to wrap up. Uh, up up seven when it was what I got in the third. Um, but to wrap up NBA tonight, uh, and then we're going into All Star Weekend, and NBA isn't back until next Thursday. Uh, but I think All Star Weekend's gonna be pretty fun this weekend. We got uh celebrity game and the rising stars game tomorrow night uh i was I can't hoping wait to some see some s- celebrity break a hip oh i want to watch it's also you know like the first five guys on each team and then you don't know any of the names and then uh and uh, uh guy fieri is is stephen a smith's essential assistant coach which is, the, which is yeah. honestly the only reason you need to watch even if you don't like basketball um that's my literal guy I wish we had some guys in the Rising Stars game. I'm not surprised that we don't. Hopefully next year maybe Grant Williams can sneak in there or somebody like that. Uh, but I still think it's worth watching the young talent. I'm excited for Jason Tatum to try to defend his skills competition on uh, on on Saturday night. And uh, three-point contest, dunk contest. I really think that they forced a white guy into the dunk contest, which is really strange. <laughs> but shout-out to Massachusetts' very own Pat Connaughton for making that. Um and then uh, I don't know. I'll start. I'll start Sunday. I I got to be honest. I don't understand the format. I've read it four times, and it's not going through my small head. But I'm excited to see whatever uh, it is of the All Star Game, and I really appreciate the amount they're doing for Kobe. Also, a quick other bit of small news. Um, oh yes, they're here. They're here in Los Angeles. Yep. And uh, the Celtics pushed their flight so that they could be at the Kobe Memorial. I'm going to try to go to the Kobe Public Memorial. Um, Good luck. I'll let you know how that is. Yeah, it's it's gonna be nuts, but I, I I don't know. It's worth trying to be there, even if it's just I'm standing in L.A. live and there's there's I'm just watching the monitors from there. Yeah, um, for sure. It's just I I went down there after it happened. I don't know if we talked about it on this podcast. I went down there after it. Yeah, I did. We did. Uh, it's just it was just a really incredible atmosphere, and uh, I think the way everything's been handled of it since has been really really impressive. Uh, uh, across the league and uh, ESPN and so forth, and uh, no, it's really really cool gesture by the Celtics uh, to let them say goodbye to you know their hero, right? And uh, and their guy. So I think I that thought, they'll I really awesome. appreciate. I think it's that. really fitting. Yeah. yeah, and I think it's really fitting that the their their rival is in town the night before, and their rival is going to sit there through it and be a part of it because it's just like at the end of the day that that's bigger than basketball. Yeah, and for I think sure. That's the message that we should always know here. Yep. Hell yeah. Well, with that, go Kemba, go Tatum. Go Kemba. Go Kemba, go Tatum. Starter. Starter, Kemba Walker. Uh, congratulations to Devin Booker getting in on uh, an unfortunate injury from Dame Lillard. Uh, I'm going to put some money on Pat Connaughton because why? Is he there? Maybe to win? I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, all right. We well, shall see. 
let's catch up after um, the next few days, and then we'll we'll see what else has got what else we have going on. I mean, I, who knows? We could get a we could get an NHL trades anytime now. Yeah, um, that's what's nice about the NHL is that they're less procrastinating than the uh, NBA. Yeah. All right, man. All right. All right. Happy Friday, everybody.